Chelsea. This woman is a disgrace. Prom is the most important day of a young girl's life. Of course, unless you're me and you find out two of your ex-boyfriends are now fucking each other, then that becomes the most important day of your life because that right there, folks, is a day when one makes a decision to stop looking for men in places such as Bed Bath & Beyond or a wreath decorating class or like a wiener eating contest. And although I'm about as close as you can get to a dude without actually forfeiting my vagina, although I'm sure nobody would notice if I did because I'm pretty sure it probably sewed itself shut by now. Anyway, I'm unsure of what goes through the minds of guys on prom night. Um, I'm assuming it's some sort of like simple tune that goes like, Pussy, pussy, pasta, pussy, pussy, chicken, pussy, pussy, dancing, pussy, 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 pussy. Now, if I'm remembering correctly, for little teenage twats, we think prom night is going to be, like, magical or romantic or some fucked up shit like that, but I have a secret. So put your ear closer to the speaker so I can tell you this secret. Prom fucking sucks dick. It sucks dick harder than if you put your penis in a vacuum hose and then you turn the vacuum on, like, full blast and i'm pretty sure vacuums only have like one setting and full blast isn't even an option but just think about how hard that vacuum would suck that dick if it did have a full blast button and that's my secret promise to teenagers as is what i am to my parents disappointing um and except Though you can't tell people that prom was adopted or hide prom in a broom closet when company comes over just kidding Uh, The worst part is finding a dress, because uh, here's how that goes down. Each and every girl has different requirements for finding their perfect dress. Most girls fantasize about a certain color or a type of strap or some shit, but my only two requirements were easy to get out of in case of a miraculous sexual encounter and easy to get back into in order to escape from potential sexual encounter morning awkwardness. Of course, fleeing to the closest McDonald's for a hangover McGriddle and two hash browns. One to eat and one, of course, to put in the middle of this hangover McGriddle. Nothing has the ability to lower my self-esteem more than trying on a dress, uh, except for maybe like the multiple times my boyfriends have left me for other men. But yeah, trying on dresses is a close runner-up. First of all, I hate literally everything about change rooms. It's like, yeah, hon, uh, you can only bring in six articles of clothing at a time, and my fat ass is stuffed in there like a magician's assistant, only uglier, and I'm like... Um, yeah, not gonna be a problem, ma'am. I can barely squeeze my two ham-sized ass cheeks inside of this mirrored coffin, let alone six pieces of clothing. I'm I'm good. And you're in there sweating everywhere because it's a race to get into the dress before your claustrophobia sets in and you have to, like, roll yourself under the door because you're shaking too hard to get the lock open. 
But once you're in that dress and you've tucked in all the loose armpit skin and stuffed in all your back fat that's ribbed like a Lay's potato chip, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. You know, feeling confident, maybe a little sexy, frisky even. And then you do one of those like fancy girly twirls that skinny bitches do in diet commercials when they're all like, I'm so much healthier and happier now that I've tried Weight Watchers. When really they're thinking like, someone get me a goddamn hamburger. And problem is, once you spin around and catch a glimpse of yourself in the mirror, you're like, holy shit, someone grab a fly swatter because these spider veins are unforgiving. And you run your hand over the mirror just to see if there's thousands of little dents or divots or chinks in it, but... Nope, you just got like a massive amount of cellulite. And somehow you've grown a mustache and developed rosacea. And you're thinking, holy, there's no, there's no way that's me. And you look behind you just to see if there's some sort of like mutant or other mythological beast behind you. But there's not because that would probably be against dressing room policy. Also in the policy should be that every dressing room must be equipped with an emergency noose in case I need to hang myself out of sheer horror of seeing my body in fluorescent lighting. Which looks like, um, okay, you know when you go to a grocery store and you go to the deli section and they have like the big glass case of all the sandwich meats and you see that one giant slab that clearly nobody ever asked for because it's always the same size and in the same spot every time you visit the grocery store. And it's called something like mixed bag bologna. It has a bunch of pieces of different colored shit in it. And you you have no idea what it is. And the people working there don't even know what it is. Is it green peppers? Is it macaroni? I don't fucking know. But I'm certainly not putting it on any sandwich I'll be entering my mouth. And that's what my body looks like when I try and close. There's just a bunch of different unidentified shit all over. And I'm like... Holy shit, is that a birthmark or did I spill peanut butter on my thigh? And your body looks like the dress that that Sally chick wears in The Nightmare Before Christmas because it's all it just looks like a bunch of patches of skin sewn together, different kinds of skin, some flaky, some parts are scaly, some red, some bumpy. It's it's gross. So sometimes stores have like dirty trickery lighting where it makes you look half decent then when you get home and try on the same dress and you see your mud flap arms jiggle when encountering the slightest of breezes and you're like damn you mall store and your wizard lighting <sighs> the worst thing ever though is when there's uh, no mirrors inside the actual dressing room but there's just one like communal one where you have to risk being seen by human eyes just to see what you look like and you want to do everything possible to get to that mirror and back without being seen, especially by people who work there, because they always, always tell you you look good. And you know they're lying, uh, but they're just so fake nice about it that you can't even get mad at them. Like, my back fat could be folded up like one of those little Asian fans, and my vagina lips could be, like, dangling out the bottom of my dress like a loose meat sandwich on a too small bun, or, like, my nipples could be picking out just, like, the top of my dress. You know, like, um, like Wilson, the friendly and very helpful neighbor from the show Home Improvement, except my nipples aren't friendly, nor are they helpful, and I really don't understand why Tim and Jill don't just go to Wilson at the beginning of the show when they first encounter a problem, because 96% of the time, it's solved after having like an inspirational one to two minute conversation with Wilson. 
Like, you'd think they would know by now that don't Wilson knows best, but they don't. So anyway, I could have all that going on, and the sales associate would be like, Oh my god, you look amazeballs. And I'm like, okay, Stevie Wonder, relax. They're extra annoying when you're in the Chamber of Secrets, aka the dressing room, and they come and knock on the door and they're like, Are you doing okay? Do you need anything? And you look up startled and you're sweating and the dress is halfway up your body because it's too tight to fit over your gigantic tits but can't slide down over your baby making hips. And you're like, oh, I'm doing great. Thanks. But you really want to be like, yeah, bitch, um, I need a half pound of slightly melted butter, a pair of small scissors, two Xanax and a poutine for when this hellish nightmare is over. Thanks. And then they're like. Do you need me to maybe, like, grab you another size, like a bigger size? I'm like, oh, yeah, um, um, if you could be a doll and uh, fetch me the uh, maternity, even though I'm not pregnant size, that would be great. Thanks. Then once you're finished trying on everything and you realize you need to jet because you're 19 years late for that spin class, you exit the change room and the retail bitches look at you with their crackhead eyes and are like, and how did we do it today? And we always want to say something like, oh, they weren't for me or I'm going to think about it, but look around some more. But like, here's how I really really want to react to their very insensitive question. I'd say, like, how did I do today? How did I do? Well, bitch, I'll tell you how I did. And then at this point, I would be holding, like, all the reject dresses I tried on, and I would climb up on top of, like, a display table, not without struggle, but I would get up there eventually, and then I'd yell, Hey, everybody! This skinny twatsicle right here wants to know how I did in the dressing room. <laughs> well, sweetheart, when I was in there, did you not hear my soft whimpers and my cries pleading for the guiding hand of Jesus? The stretching and creaking of the fabric trying to hold itself together? In case you weren't sure, it sounded similar to the scary boat sinking noises in the Titanic movie. Or, like, did you not notice that the zipper was visibly shaking like a cat in a hang-in-there poster? No? Well, how about my tears mixed with sweat that I left on these straight jackets you call prom dresses? I would then dramatically throw all the dresses in the air, and one would land perfectly on her face, and then I'd say, No, you didn't, because you were too busy telling me I look like a princess, so you could snag a sail, when really, I look like an obese couple sharing a sleeping bag. And then this is when the part when all the customers would start applauding me, and I'd be like, Come on, girls, I'm headed to the Sears Mature Lady section. Who's with me? And then everyone would be like, yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. And then the table would probably collapse, and then I'd roll right out of the store. So, yeah, looking for prom dresses kind of sucks when you're a little bit insecure. But um, back to the uh, girls being idiots about prom. Um, I'd be lying if I said that um, I wasn't a starry-eyed dumb bum when it came time for my prom season. I had some pretty high hopes for the occasion. Uh, picture it. Senior year is coming to an end, which means it's prom season. Ah, 
And while some girls were losing their shit over finding a date or like barfing just the right amount to be able to fit into their dress but not corrode their teeth, I was more than calm. Like, I was more calm than a baked yoga teacher. Like, namaste, dudes. I had already found my dream dress and I also knew who I was going to prom with. Hottest senior male nominee, Jason Wolf. And I know you're thinking, like, if he was the hottest guy in school, then what was he doing with you, Chels? Um, I was actually asked this several times by my friends and his friends, uh, my mom, my principal, my gynecologist, my guidance counselor, uh, my mailman, uh, the waiter at that one restaurant he took me to, the waiter at that other restaurant he took me to, um... Oh, yeah. And then there was the one time my dad grandpa visited me in a dream and I was like, oh, shit. Like, hey, grandpa, what's up? What brings you to my dreams, man? I had so many questions for him. Like, what's heaven like? Is the gate easy to jump? Can you see me when I masturbate? But all he said was, I don't get why that Jason guy is interested in you. And before I even had a chance to explain, like, hey, grandpa, maybe it's because I have, like, a really nice personality under all this body hair, he floated away all ghost-like and shit, which was pretty badass, but kind of a dick move. Anyway, Jason hadn't officially asked me to prom yet, but it was just, like, a thing that everyone knew was going to happen, like... Joan Rivers coming back alive and eating everyone's face, but it was just, you knew it was going to happen. We didn't have the boyfriend-girlfriend titles or anything, but I had given him, like, two and a half blowjobs, so it was pretty obvious that we were something of a hot item. Naturally, I imagine he would ask me in like a super romantic way. So as prom grew closer, I kept checking my locker for flowers or like love notes sprayed with his Abercrombie cologne. Um, there was none of that, but uh, I did find an old bologna sandwich that I caught just in time before it spread a black mold to my entire locker, requiring it to be fumigated. So that was a positive. Um, notes in lockers was amateur stuff anyway. Like, I bet he had something bigger in mind for me. And I pictured it sort of going down like this. So we'd have our monthly scheduled assembly in the gym, and the principal would be talking about something like a zero-tolerance policy about asking the lunch lady about her mustache or some shit, and I'd be like, this is so boring. And then all of a sudden, Jason Wolf would come on stage playing an acoustic guitar. He didn't have a guitar, but in my fantasy, he worked feverishly night and day to learn this one song for me. And that one song is Everything I Do by Brian Adams. And I know the song is t- uh, typically played on a piano, but lighten the fuck up. It's my fantasy, okay? So he'd come on stage playing his guitar, and he'd, like, switch up the words a little bit, like... Look into my eyes, you will see, I want you to go to prom with me. And then you'd be like, search your heart, search your soul, I will kill myself if you say no. And then you will like, start walking down the middle of the gym, still playing the guitar, and obviously be waiting at the back. And like, as he's walking towards me, the intent instrumental part of the song starts playing like do 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 the the sounds are like smoke machines that will be going off that are strategically placed 
down the center of the gym, and his eyes will be locked on mine the whole time. Um, there will probably also be a slideshow playing with like pictures of him and I doing things like skipping rocks and kissing under like a nice leafy tree. And once he gets to me, he gets down on one knee and says, like, Chelsea, do me the honor of going to prom with me, please. I can't bear it if you say no. And then I'll make this, like, kind of cute thinking face, like I'm pretending I'm going to say no. Like, hmm, like, uh. And I'll be like, of course I'll go to prom with you. And the whole school will jump to their feet with a roaring applause, and he'll carry me back down the center of the gym, back to the stage where we have, like, a medium sex kiss but um back to reality it was like two weeks till prom and he still hadn't asked me so I was getting a little worried and then I found out uh, I found out through the grapevine and by grapevine I mean I creeped his myspace his facebook talked to all his friends drove by his house a few times and followed him around in the hallways that um he had asked this really skinny, really good-looking, really, like, she kind of had a shitty attitude, but, but she was hot. She, or he asked her to go to prom, and my heart was crushed, to say the least. I mean, this girl gave him zero blowjobs, zero. But I guess when you're hot, you don't have to give blowjobs to get asked to prom, uh, I wanted to pass away. I never felt more undesirable in my life, and I once shat my pants while waiting at a red light. I mean, this bitch was fucking steak, and I'm just hamburger meat. Like, like I'm not even hamburger meat. Like, I'm, I'm like hamburger helper. Like, I make hamburger look good by being ugly. I'm hamburger stuff. I've never felt worse. Like, imagine going to the zoo with your grandpa. And you're really fucking excited about the zoo trip. Like, haven't seen Grandpa in a while. Heard he wasn't doing too good. Gotta make the zoo trip count. But then the weather ends up being shit. All the animals are under rocks. And you get kicked by a donkey. And then, like, Grandpa has a stroke, falls in the lion's den, and dies. Both via stroke slash eaten by a lion. That's kind of how I felt. Or, like... Say you get this really awesome outfit and you think you look super hot, but then your like 67-year-old English teacher is wearing the same outfit and she won the Who Wore It Best Award in the next issue of the school paper. Like, I was panicked. I had no one to go with. Everyone was already taken. So my friend, out of pity, set me up with a blind date who I wasn't able to meet till the night of prom. So, cool. Okay. Um, I literally had no other choice, so that would have to do. My blind date was drunk and obnoxious, and I'm sure my parents were super thrilled about sending me off with him, and, like, I'm not even being sarcastic. They were probably thrilled just to see me within 10 feet of a boy, so. Dinner was an awkward mess, what with me trying to resist the temptation to hang myself from the dollar store streamers, but once dinner was over, I hit the dance floor while my date stayed at the table by himself. And after about 15 minutes, he came up to me and told me he was taking a cab to some party. And to be honest, I was thrilled to see him go. I mean, he wasn't getting this vagina tonight, and I don't think he wanted it anyway. But here's the kicker. I went to go grab my purse from the table, and I noticed that he had stolen all the money from it. Okay. So here where, here's where I was at. The man of my dreams was over yonder, dancing with a solid 10, and I had just been robbed by my blind date at prom. So, robbed 
blind date prom. Congratulations, Chelsea Grace. You are officially the biggest fucking loser on the entire planet. Seriously, who the hell gets robbed by their prom date? I mean, it's better than being raped, but still, I'm not even a statistic because I'm pretty sure no one else in the world has been fucking robbed by their fucking blind fucking prom date. Like, if I looked up pathetic in the dictionary, it would no doubt say, Chelsea, stop reading this dictionary and go get a fucking life, you pathetic moron. So, ladies, please, for the love of God, don't have high expectations for prom, and maybe it'll end up being not so shitty, or maybe you'll be like, hmm, prom wasn't what I expected, but at least I wasn't robbed. And you know what? That's what I'm here for, to make you feel better about yourself when Chelsea Grace problem at a time. So, guys, don't forget to follow me on Instagram. The name's Chelsea Disgrace. And please, if you're a dedicated listener, listener, I really need some feedback so I know, you know, if I'm shit or not. So, please, email me your thoughts on the podcast at chelseadisgrace at gmail.com. Thanks, and take care. My